0: Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Michelle Ratcliffe is passionate about good food for all and the transformative power of planting, tending, harvesting, and consuming locally produced foods. For 20 years, she has put that passion into working with diverse sectors of the food system— she earned her PhD from Tufts University, Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy in Agriculture, Food, and the Environment. And presently, she is the Farm to School Program Manager at the Oregon Department of Agriculture, where she directs a wide range of initiatives that promote farm to school programs and enable schools to feature healthy, locally sourced products in their cafeterias, providing students with food and garden based learning opportunities. She brought FoodCorps, a new national AmeriCorps program focused on farm to school and school gardens, to Oregon, and is responsible for management of the Oregon FoodCorps program. Michelle, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Hey, morning! Thank you so much. Sure. So my first question
1: is, why FoodCorps in Oregon? Something that would be great for your listeners to understand is that I am located at the Oregon Department of Agriculture and that's a state agency. And state agencies do what they're directed by a legislature to do. And so it's their enabling statute says, these are the things that you will do to to support Oregonians. And the, the Oregon Department of Agriculture has a threefold mission. It's consumer protection, protection of natural resources, and then market development and access. So it's in that th- within that third area of market development and access that I work. And so my colleagues work on a range of things that your listeners would be familiar with, from farmers markets to global export. And so I was tasked with the institutional market. So what we do is, you know, I go out and ask school food buyers, what do you need to do to purchase more Oregon agricultural products? And five years ago, when I asked them, we heard that, you know, they were starting to buy more foods, but that students didn't know it. And what schools really needed were the tools to be able to promote what was being served to kids and their families and to better connect what was happening in the cafeteria with the classroom. So we developed this Oregon Harvest for Schools toolkit with the Department of Education and a whole bunch of other folks around the state. And we've been working with commodity commissions and others to expand that toolkit um, beyond fruits and vegetables, the whole place. So it's Oregon beef and dairy and grains and seafood that are also getting into schools. So then three years ago when we asked school food buyers what they needed to purchase more Oregon agricultural products, they said, okay, we're buying more and we're promoting it, but that doesn't mean the kids are eating it. And it was identified that schools really needed to have multiple positive experiences with food in order to eat it because if kids eat it, then schools are going to buy it. So, the Department of Agriculture responded by hosting Food Corps. It's a national AmeriCorps service program where service members volunteer for one year in an Oregon community focused on farm to school and school garden activities.
0: So, how has having Food Corps in Oregon changed or enhanced what your mission has been?
1: It's been tremendous. In its first year, the first four service members served well over 8,000 students. They generated over 300 volunteers who logged 2,400 volunteer hours, and we are currently now in five counties. And we have a new position called a Food Corps Fellow, Emily Ritchie, who I know you've also interviewed, working on a boat-to-school project. So what it's done is it's actively made those connections between what's happening in the cafeteria and the classroom. And it's bringing agriculture to life for these students.
0: So the kids, are, are they eating the food? Like, Are their taste buds changing? How, or how's it going with that? Because I know that's tough. Slowly and surely. Um, and interestingly, last year,
1: we actually asked school food buyers what else they needed to purchase more organic agricultural products. And they said, OK, we're buying it. We're promoting it. And kids are starting to have more positive experience with food. But they're not necessarily coming to school ready to eat. The local foods that kids are being served in schools are not necessarily ones that they experience in their home or in their community.
0: Uh I mean, is there a way that you're working or working together with the Department of Ed or with Food Corps to extend that reach? Or how how are you looking at that to help change that? Because that's what we really need to get to, right, to really change over the population and become healthier. Well, that's just it. Um,
1: You know, schools have said, hey, can you guys help us? change social norms and culture around eating food, and we've thought long and hard about it and recently launched Celebrate Oregon Agriculture. It's a multi-platform campaign of television, magazine, print, and web that seeks to do exactly that, to really engage parents and caregivers of school-age kids in growing Oregon foods, finding it, and preparing it. And that's this week, right? That's this week. This is National Agricultural Week, and all week um, on K2 Channel 2, we're featuring a different farmer, fisher, rancher, dairyman, and nut grower. And then this Friday, we're featuring Food Corps and really showing the general audience in Oregon what it means to be school gardening and the importance of it.
0: Well, you know, even around town today, as I was driving here, I saw on a billboard Fred Meyer, it said something delicious, and it was... Healthy. It was a healthy billboard. It wasn't uh, Cheetos or Doritos or or something to that effect. So it seems like it's getting out there a little bit. But we are in Portland, Oregon, so that's a little different
1: well, and Oregon has a great history and mindset and awareness. And what's neat if you focus on Oregon agriculture, it's like health made easy. You know, Oregon is one of the fruit and vegetable baskets of the world, literally. And you know the more fruits and vegetables you eat, the healthier you are, the smarter you are, the better you feel. So when you focus on organ agriculture as a lens to view your own health and and, um, personal and community health, it's just a wonderful way to look at things.
0: Are you seeing, I mean, I know it's a slow road, but are you seeing any changes in in kids and just in terms of in the the classroom or in terms of health or, or anything to that effect?
1: Yes, often. And for each kid, it's different. Their own personal story is different. Sure. So I have had kids on the lunch line say, wow, I've never seen a fresh strawberry before, Mm. which actually seems impossible, right? In Oregon, yes. (laughs) In Oregon, that's right. But I have heard in the last year, students say, I've never seen a fresh vegetable before. And I've also heard students in the garden say, the only place I eat vegetables is in the school garden. Mm. Grocery store where my family shops doesn't have vegetables. Well, wow. a lot of families go to corner stores and mini marts and, you know, in the in the Willamette Valley where we are and a couple of other hot spots around the state, it is much more easier to get a variety of fruits and vegetables. In some places in Eastern Oregon and other places, it actually is difficult to get them.
0: Right. So there's something unique though because Oregon is such an agricultural center. There and because we have so much resource available, right? There's, there's something unique about the farm-to-school program here because there is farm-to-school programs in 50 states in the, in the country. There are 5 million students being reached around the country. There are 12,429 schools that have farm-to-school programs. So what what is unique about the farm-to-school programs here in Oregon? Well, in Oregon, right, we have over
1: 37,000 family farms growing over 200 different crops that's unique. Mm. We have um, our five biggest agriculturally producing counties are also all our also our most populated counties. So the proximity of the population to agriculture is unique, and FoodCorps is one of an entire statewide portfolio driving and pushing farm to school and school garden in this state. Right. So it's an extraordinary array of public-private partnerships that really make this happen.
0: Right. So it actually is helping to agriculture to actually come back, whereas it's been receding in, in the public um, sphere for a long time. We hear about family farms closing down, et cetera, but you're seeing something kind of like a, a burgeoning of interest, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. And some of that story is um, a little bit different. That's Primarily on a national scale, right. Oregon is a little bit different. Few other states, a couple in the Pacific Northwest, like Washington, can boast a number like thirty-seven thousand family farms. It's right. so a lot of farms. It is nice. so. I guess the main thing is Oregon is fertile ground for food
0: core. Right, right. It really, really is, and and also working with communities with uh, unique needs and and really catering and and kind of honing into what the needs of that community are. Is that true? Indeed despite
1: our agricultural abundance in Oregon, mm-hmm. we also, unfortunately, are one of the most hungriest states in the country. And mm-hmm. it's a paradox. On one hand, we have abundance, and on the other hand, we have hunger. And we are actually one of the lowest percentages of childhood obesity, which in the other states is also what food FoodCorps is designed to systematically address. So in Oregon, you know, it's Farm to School and School Gardens and Food core being a part of the overall movement really is primarily about bridging urban-rural divides, about increasing community food security, increasing students' health and wellness, and
0: hopefully driving their academic achievement. Absolutely. And just by increasing that security, we take a little bit of stress off of, of people, and that in and of itself can support health. I mean, being able to have, know where your food's coming from if you're not getting it at home, knowing you're coming to school and getting good food, that in itself is a, is a huge contribution.
1: Yeah, we've actually um, I've had uh, anecdotal stories from several principals saying students tend to uh, get antsy or be a little sad when, in fact, there is a school break like spring break is coming up. Kids don't have access to food at home.
0: Oh well, wow. but are you having are you having programs that? Um, that engage communities and families during spring break in the gardens or over summer break in gardens where i mean summer is like the time where you you harvest so how are you how are you doing that are you doing anything like that um, the Department of Agriculture does th- in part
1: through Food core, and largely that's what a lot of community organizations are working on. There's the food bank, there's growing gardens, there's so many different um, community assets out there who are working in that space.
0: Well, that's fantastic. The work that you're doing and helping bring bringing good food and, and increasing agricultural stewardship and leadership um, is so important to... The, the health and the future of our children. Is there any call to action that you would like to leave our listeners with before you go? Yeah, I would say
1: celebrate organ agriculture every day. Plant little seeds, grow it, find it, taste it. You know, if kids are engaged at all in gr- planning, growing, preparing, or serving their food, they're going to eat it. And how great it feels as a parent to harvest kale from your garden make kale chips, and then have your kid eat so
0: many that you say, hey, save some kale chips for me. And what about people with limited income, people who are are getting food stamps or WIC or anything to that sort? Can they utilize these at farmer's markets?
1: Absolutely. There are literally hundreds of farm stands and farmer's markets around the state that accept WIC fruit and veggie vouchers and senior nutrition
0: direct. So there really is ways that you can improve your access to fruits and vegetables, even on a limited income.
1: Absolutely. Oregon Agriculture is for everyone.
0: Michelle, thank you so much. And to learn more about the Celebrate Agriculture Week that Michelle and the Oregon Department of Agriculture is sponsoring, you can go to k2.com slash amnw. And there you'll be able to find a list of resources, including recipes, ways to grow, ways to prepare, ways to enjoy Oregon agriculture, ways to engage families, parents, and caregivers around good, healthy food. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much, Ellen. There is a long history with farm-to-school programs that dates back to World War I. Did you know there was a United States school garden army in which several million American youth enlisted as soldiers of the soil? And more than 50,000 teachers receive curriculum in working with children in school gardens. So it looks like these trends are telling us that we're finding our way back to this concept with new strategies. So the time is now to get back to the future and find ways to join your school garden programs. I wanted to give you some resources if you want to become involved in school garden programs. You can go to a website website farmtoschool.org and learn more about farm to school programs in your state and they're always looking for volunteers. Do you want to become an urban farmer? You live in the city and you feel like, "Oh, there's no place I can garden. There's no way I can get involved." Go to urbanfarming.org. The urban farming mission is to create an abundance of food for people in need by supporting and encouraging the establishment of gardens on unused land and space while increasing diversity, raising awareness for health and wellness and inspiring and educating youth, adults, and seniors to create an economically sustainable system to uplift communities around the globe. You can also look at truckfarmer.org. Don't have anywhere to plant a garden in the city but have an unused pickup truck? Well, there are ways that you can plant your garden in the back of that pickup truck. Kurt Ellis and Ian Chaney started that project years ago, and you can find more information about truck farming at truckfarm.org, and there are truck farms all over the country. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, Download us on the mobile app Stitcher or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Feeling like you've got the winter blues and you need some change? Well, join us next week when we speak with Dr. Gary Weiner about nutritional cleansing and detoxification for spring. You won't want to miss it.